1: Love Talk Radio. Good evening, and welcome to Vets360 here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Brian Jura, and I'll be joined in just a few moments by Teddy Klein. For my money, you won't find anybody in the blogosphere who combines the knowledge of Mets prospects along with the ability to write effectively about them, as you will with Teddy. And you can check his stuff out at his site, metstemplarprospects.com. And we'll give you that again at the the end of the broadcast so that uh, you can go and check it out. But without further ado, uh, Teddy, thanks for joining us tonight. Um, Great to be here. Now, I was checking the uh, minor league box scores right before we came on, and I saw that uh, uh, our top prospect, Ahmed Rosario, hit a home run tonight. And I want to know, if you were running the Mets, when or if would you call up Rosario this year? Well, I mean,
0: um, I mean, a couple of weeks ago I would really have called him up right away. Um, I mean, he, he definitely has talent, and he's one of the um, – I mean, he's – going to be our starting uh, shortstop for probably seven years. In my my view, I'm one of his biggest fans. Um, But um, I mean, lately, it's it's just been kind of rough, and I know that a few people are going to get mad at me for saying this, but I would wait maybe a week for him to get right, because um, I mean, while he hit a home run tonight, and that's very ecstatic, um, at the same time, he was let me pull up the, there was, um, I, I wrote down the stats just, um, since the 24th of May, he was hitting 268, 328, 357, um, with the triple and the homer, but he struck out um, 28% of the time, which is not like him, so I, I was kind of worried about that, now, and he, on the year is striking out around 16.7% of the time, so that's, that's, not
1: going to play right now to me. Obviously I'm one of the people who want to see him called up sooner rather than later. I almost want to see him in the majors right now, just for his defense alone, because you look at what else we have, the other options we have at shortstop, they're just not good. What do you think about him defensively?
0: Oh, I mean, he's amazing. I mean, if you, if you watch him, he, he just makes some of the harder plays look easy. And he, he, he has the arm that, I mean, when it comes out of his hand, it just it explodes it's it it just gets there and um I mean people can cite the errors but which he has eleven, but it's not really that much of a worry uh in vegas it the balls come in quicker so um and that's not gonna be as much of a worry in New York where there's i mean a, it's not a thin of error, so it's gonna come in a little bit slower for him and he'll be able to Um, slow down these plays Uh, and plus I mean what we have right now in the infield you're you're gonna recognize
1: a good shortstop when you see it when you see this kid fantastic now let's talk about uh, one of his teammates currently with the 51s and that's Dominic Smith a former first round pick Uh, what do you think of his season so far and is he ready for a call-up
0: um, I'm, I'm not as high on Dominic right now, but, um, I mean, the thing is, is that for, for the last couple of years, he has been a pretty late starter. So I'm I'm going to hold out hope for him for right now, but he's, um, for a kid who is at a power premium position, like for space, he, he needs to hit for a bit more power. And the, and right now he's on a hot streak. He's hitting, but he's only hit singles. Um, his average right now is up to, let's see, 321. He's two for four tonight. So, yeah, he's up to 321, but everything is a single. He needs a, and he has a high ground ball rate. Um, It's definitely over – it's around 60%, which is not good for someone who you want to hit for a bit more pop. I mean, I guess if you got some time with Kevin Long, he might – be able to create more leverage and hit a bit more. But right now you're we're just not seeing that. And that's just something I'd love to see before we decide to replace him with Lucas Duda, who's doing absolutely phenomenal
1: right now. Now, I have not checked in a couple of days, but the last time that I looked at his numbers, he had seven home runs and six of them came in Las Vegas. And overall, his numbers were much better in Las Vegas than they were on the road, something that he's done throughout or the last, I guess the last two years in the minors. Uh, Any concern from that on your part, that uh, he's just a product of his home ballpark at this point?
0: Yeah, there is a bit of concern there because, um, I mean, St. Lucie is one of the better hitting parks in the in uh high A and in uh the sorry the uh Florida State League. Uh the Florida State League is a great pitchers uh a great pitchers league but Saint Lucie is one of the better parks for hitting and that's and uh Binghamton as well. I mean not as good as the Phillies ballpark is in in the Eastern League but still it it is pretty good. Um, When it comes to hitters in general. So that is a concern. And of course we know about Vegas. Vegas is one of the top three hitters parks in the Pacific Coast League. Other than I think it's, well, one of them is Albuquerque. So yeah, it's kind of, it is a big concern if he's not hitting for power in, in a regular atmosphere.
1: All right, well, let's uh, get away from Las Vegas and then drop down to the lowest full-season club, and that's Columbia. And they've got a couple of starting pitchers who seem to be uh, pushing each other to better and better performances, and that's Jordan Humphreys and Mirandy Gonzalez. Uh, What can you tell us about those two?
0: Um, So Mirandy, I mean, he was famous a a few years ago. for um, He pitched a uh, seven-inning no-hitter a couple of years ago, and that – got him a claim to fame. And, um, so that, that was, that was great. And, um, sorry, uh, nice job, Jose. And, uh, they, and so he came up and he looked good, but from what I heard, he didn't have a great fastball or anything. He was finesse, but when he got to Brooklyn, the, the scouting report completely changed. Um, He's, he pitches in the mid nineties around 92 to 94 and sometimes bumps 96 to 97 and he has an above average curveball, Um, but it's, uh, it isn't really that consistent right now, but I mean, it's, it's good enough for a ball. I mean, an a ball, they're not going to, they're not going to pick it up as well. And, um, so and then the changeup he's he's learning to throw it and he and he'll get time to learn to throw it down in the low minors. They know how to develop a change up down there for sure. But um I mean if you had, I mean I remember stories with uh, Roy Spring when it came to uh Thomas Sapuki and learning how to throw a change up better. And then on the other hand there's um Jordan Humphreys who was a later on pick in, uh, I think in the teens, a couple in 2015 who, um, and he was a guy who originally bumped 91 and now he's up to 94. I don't think he's going to get any higher because I think he's completely filled out, but, um, and he's, he's just someone who locates his fastball well Mm -hmm. right now. His, uh, the rest of his pitches are, um, not as good. I mean, maybe an average curve and, uh, and an average changeup, but at best for right now. But he has—he definitely has time to develop them. But right now, he can definitely dominate some hitters.
1: down in uh, in low A. I loved the scouting report on Humphreys. I was unaware that he was throwing 94. Uh, he was somebody that I kind of had my eye on coming into this year, just for the fact that he ended last year on, on such a high note, plus the fact that the Mets gave him an above-slot bonus. You mentioned where his uh, where he was selected, and, and anything over 100K in, in those rounds is something that you at least ought to uh, sit up and take notice, and Humphreys is one of those guys. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. You you, de-
0: you definitely have to take notice. I mean, just like uh, last year with Cameron Plank, and then and um, Matthew Cleveland are two other guys that you should take notice on when we do uh, when short season comes around. Jordan Humphreys is one of those guys that we always have to keep an eye on. And um, the Mets down there, they they can develop an arm. They definitely have great coaches down there that that do a good job at doing that kind of stuff. Um, and, um, I mean, especially if Cleveland and uh, Plank are around someone like Royce Ring, um, he may be able to help them uh, be uh, be dominant in the Appy League, if anything, because I think that's where he's coaching right now, So, or Brooklyn. Anyway. Now,
1: uh, keeping up with uh, pitchers, I'd like to talk about a guy that, that I've – been following for a couple of years now who who really seems to fly under the radar. And that's Corey Oswalt. Uh, do you think he's ready for a, a promotion? He's been doing uh, pretty solid in, in Binghamton so far this year.
0: Um, I mean, I don't know if he's ready for a promotion, but he, I mean, he he was hit around a, a bit. I mean, I, I remember when he was drafted. What, one um, interesting note is that the Mets really love that they drafted him to the point that they were clapping um, on the radio while they're, when they drafted him. So they really liked him. And, um, and um, I don't know if he developed to the point that they expected, but he, um, I mean, he definitely has, um, he definitely has some potential. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, he, he's, he's doing pretty well, but, and Vegas definitely needs pitchers right now, if anything. Um, but I, I'm not exactly sure yet with, uh, with, with Corey Oswalt. He's, but he's definitely a guy to keep an eye on. He did really well in the Arizona Fall League. He's doing pretty well in, in Binghamton. So, I mean, that might warrant a promotion in itself. The Arizona Fall League is no joke.
1: And I believe he was coming off of an injury before the Arizona Fall League uh, this year, where I think he went 4-1 uh, and one and led the team in innings. So that was definitely a, a nice thing to see. But let's drop back down to Columbia again and, and talk about something that I was caught a little off guard on, and, and that was uh, one of their big uh, international signings, Andres Jimenez. Uh, made his full-season debut after uh, not appearing in any uh, short-season league, which I thought was uh, uh, a big surprise. Do you think he'll stay in Colombia all season, or do you think they'll drop him to Brooklyn once the short-season leagues start?
0: Oh, yeah, Andres Jimenez, he, he was signed for uh, 1.2 in uh, in 2015 he, out of Venezuela. He is, he is something. Um, he's, he's a very smart kid, and he – he has a lot of ability to hit. Um, I, I mean, honestly, I don't know if if they draft a a college shortstop on Monday, they will keep him up there. I'm guessing they. I mean that that would be something that do, and they love the kid, and he is holding his own. So I mean, it, it may be realistic that he stays up there, and he is. I, I mean, he he's doing well for. A kid of his age, I mean, he's 18 years old and he's in a full season
1: A-ball league, and and
0: he is he's no slouch right now.
1: Um, Generally, I, the Mets I, aren't very aggressive in their in their assignments and in their promotions, which is one of the reasons why Jimenez here being in a full season league, like you say at age 18, is is really a shock to me, uh, and uh, they, they, it must speak to how highly they think of him he
0: um i mean he he dominated the the dominican summer league i mean when when you watch a dominican summer league game it it might come into view why that might be for such an advanced bat to do that um but um i mean like i i've watched a few um when i, I watched a few when I was eighteen so I, I i saw how they did it it's um but he um he he's a he's someone that we we have to keep close eyes on uh, close eyes on because he's he's very good and um, he's very patient, which is something the Mets love, and um, he can really hit. I mean, his first at bat last year in the DSL was a was a grand slam. So he's he's something, and I I I don't think I don't think he's going to go down to Brooklyn, even though he would probably get some uh ticket
1: sales down there so yeah and and that's the surprising thing because the Mets usually do their best to to stack that Brooklyn team just for that reason that you mentioned. Anyway, he's Teddy and I'm Brian and you're listening to Mets 360 here on Block Talk Radio and we're talking Mets prospects uh all throughout the uh, full season leagues. Let's jump back up to the uh PCL and Triple-A and uh one guy that we got to see in the majors last year is uh Gavin Ch- Gavin Chicchini and he's really struggling this year in his follow-up season in Las Vegas. Any idea what's going on with him?
0: Um, I, I think he was hurt to start the year, and he's starting to pick mm-hmm. up a bit. I mean, he was down in the 220s a couple of weeks ago, and now he's up to two, uh, 257 on a batting average. And um, he, I mean, he's, he's not someone I, I especially worry about because I know he's going to get back up there. He's a good line drive hitter, and and he he just needs to pick up again. It it will I think it will happen.
1: Um, now the Mets excuse me the Mets don't seem to be the Mets don't really seem to be in love with him as a potential shortstop. If if he's going to mm-hmm. play for them, it seems like it's going to be at second base. And do, do you think that uh, the Mets view him as a potential starter? Um,
0: I don't know. I mean, for him, it would be a, kind of a heavy lift
1: to be a to be a starter.
0: He he doesn't really hit for that much power, and that and that's something that you really want out of the second base position. So it would it would be kind of a stretch. But I mean, um, I think I think they think of him as more of a utility guy that is going to just play all around the position, all around the infield, um, in the two middle infield positions and possibly a couple games at third base every once in a while. But um, they, but I, I mean, that, that's pretty solid for a first rounder. If I, um, if I do say so, I mean, you don't see that very often for first round um, that a first rounder actually makes it low, let alone is even a utility infielder in the big league. So, I mean, if we're really thinking in the in the scope of how su- successful first rounders are in general, so um, I mean, I, I I would kind of think of him more as a utility guy that is gonna not strike out very much and is going to just hit for a bit of average, get on base, uh, play a couple of positions, um, especially second base, pretty decently.
1: All right, well let's uh, shift to behind the plate. Uh some guy that I really wasn't all that high on coming into the year but who had a really nice start is Patrick Mazica. and he had a nice start in the power department too which I really didn't see coming. Um what do you think are his chances of maybe one day making it to the majors and and being a starting catcher?
0: Well, I mean, I'm not I'm not very high on Muzika as a as a catcher definitely a hitter um the um that i mean he he's um he has a really nice short swing and it's really intriguing you're you're right it's really intriguing that he can hit for some pop which i honestly i didn't even see coming especially in the uh in the florida state league but he um the thing is is that he's a bit tall for the position and um I mean, he's around six one, six two, I believe, and he uh, he doesn't have that great of an arm. I mean, maybe a bit of a quick release, but he ne- he still needs a lot of work for, to convince me that he's going to be an actual confident catcher. I mean, what we see in the major leagues right now isn't really that confident anyway. So maybe he can eke by on that, but <laughs> um, the. Uh, I mean he has one guy above him that the the Mets absolutely love in tomas nido and um he's uh and i and i and i'm actually a really big fan of tomas nido he's uh who's uh definitely a plus catcher and is coming around with a bat so far um but i i mean it it's just um i mean it would be kind of hard for me to see him as a as a starting catcher right now, but I mean, he has a bit of time to improve the, they go slow with their catchers um, and it takes a while for, uh, for teams to develop catchers anyway. So he, he could have a couple more seasons in the minors where he's just hitting, but they're just focusing on his catching or they could just convert him to first base, which is, and he's switching off from catching the first right now. So it, it might be a
1: possibility as well. Well, let's uh, let's talk about a guy who I don't think was on anyone's radar coming into this season, and that's the uh, knuckleballer, Mickey Janus. He had a nice outing for Binghamton Friday night. I think it was uh, seven innings pitched. And uh, I want to know, does because knuckleballers take so long to develop, even longer than catchers, do you think he still has a chance to uh, make the majors and be a contributor to the Mets?
0: I'm not I'm not actually sure. He's um I mean he's doing well this year which is very intriguing and um I mean everyone loves a knuckleballer but um it's just kind of um it, it, it's kinda of hard because he he did get touched up a bit in Binghamton and I don't know how they're gonna what they're gonna do with him, especially when he gets up if he gets promoted to triple A. Triple A is Kind of hard to, it, I mean, with the thin air, it's kind of hard to throw a knuckleball in AAA. So you don't know what is going to, what what really is going to happen with him. And the fact is, is that we're not moving from Vegas anytime soon. So um, I, um, I I just wonder how they would carry him and the and the factor is is that Vegas is definitely going to be a very steep hill for him to climb. But he I mean he's doing well which is really um really um encouraging and um you always have to root for a knuckleballer. I mean we we saw how Dickie ended up and that's something that you continue to want to see. So
1: well, let's talk about some other Mets pitchers who've been encouraging, and, and that's two guys who are coming back from injury problems, and that's Chris Flexen and Marcus Molina. Flexen actually got the start tonight for Double A and, and had a fabulous debut in Double in A, uh, and Molina has been solid in High A. Um, talk a little bit about what injuries they've had, and uh, do you think that they have a major league future as starters?
0: I um. I've been a fan of PLEXON since since he was drafted. He was um, in, I think it was 2013, for an overslot bonus. Mm -hmm. He got, I think, three hundred thousand dollars. He was, he's a very interesting guy. He um, right after that though, he got Tommy John surgery. He would, um, I mean, he was erratic before that, so that's a big harbinger for that. And but the um, he um, he he's just so interesting um he's someone who he got up to 94 tonight when he went the distance in the double header and um but he wasn't striking out many many guys and he has he's someone with a plus pitch in the, in that curveball um and the changeup he's working on for sure um the i mean I and I've known him to touch uh 96 at times by the way um he I, the thing is, is that last year he pitched 135 in, over 135 innings, I think, and um, he, but he was pitching with a, um, with a, something wrong with his knee, and he got knee surgery um, uh, this, this uh, spring, And, and but um, he was giving up a lot of hits, and he wasn't striking out that many guys last year. So that that was something that we had to watch out for with Flexen moving forward. And he is striking out guys. He struck out um, eight in the, in five innings in the in his previous start, and then he struck out six tonight uh, in seven innings. And um, he uh, he flashed a great curve tonight, is what what I've heard. And he's someone that you that. May be in the running for a starting spot moving forward. Um, I'm really glad that that he. Um, I mean, like it might be a bad thing to joke, but I'm maybe glad that he had that knee injury, or else he'd be a Cincinnati Red right now. Um, and uh, and yeah, we we probably didn't want that. And um, so yeah, I, th- I think he has a good chance to start. He may be a mid rotation and starter and with uh po- possibly more if they can get him to throw with even uh possibly a little bit more velocity which has happened in the past. I mean, DeGrom was only throwing 90 to 94 when he was in Vegas and then he got up here and pumped 96 to 98. So they they have a way of um making these pitchers uh just uh play up their stuff. And um and then the other guys Marcos Molina, and uh, he's a great kid. He was signed in, uh, I think it was 2010 or 2011, for a hundred thousand dollars. And um, he, and um, when he first started, he had an 88 to 92 mile per hour uh, fastball, and that that jumped up, and he pretty much dominated Brooklyn. And but the thing is, is that. The one thing that worries uh, me about his delivery is that it's somewhat violent, especially in the arm slot. He has a quarter arm uh, uh three-quarter uh arm slot that has a lot of arm movement but not much leg movement. So that makes me worried. And that was that was something that really made me worried about him um because that kind of delivery it it can it, it's not it's not uh, great for future success. And that showed because in the next year he got Tommy John surgery and they tried to change it and they did a bit, but um, I'm not sure. I mean, and another thing about him was that he would lose velocity in later innings, um, which is something definitely to worry about. So he may be someone that comes up as a reliever and he, could be a, a very effective reliever. I mean, I'm a fan of the kid in general. He's um outside of the the uh field he's a very charitable kid and he's very nice to talk to but um like, I, I'm not sure about his future as a starting pitcher. I mean i I'll monitor I'll keep on monitoring it um going forward but I I'm not sure about him as a starter.
1: Well, I think it would be very good if one of those two guys was able to hack it as a starting pitcher, and you know, if you end up with a guy who's capable of pitching the eighth or ninth inning with the other one, I think that would be an ideal out, an ideal outcome for the Mets. But let's uh, switch back to a hitter and, and talk about a guy who I think most of us were uh, very encouraged about. Put him in the top ten of the Mets prospects coming into the season, and that's uh, Dominic Lindsay, But who's who's hitting really good Lindsay. here recently? Yeah. Um, Desmond Lindsay. Sorry, I got Dominic Smith on my mind. Desmond Lindsay. Uh, mm. Talk about his uh, full season debut. Um, well,
0: I mean, I mean Desmond Lindsay as the second round pick of um, 2015. He was um, definitely a high caliber player that not m- many of us had heard of because we were all focusing on what, who was falling from the first round and who we were going to pick from that. So it was just we we were all wondering but he he's just an athlete and he's fantastic um fantastic guy um to some of his family from time to time they're really nice too um and uh, but i yeah I, I know that he hasn't done as well this year as he did in brooklyn but um i i've talked to a couple of scouts that have been down there um and they they have given me encouraging reports about him it the, the thing is is that he they say he has all the tools he has all the tools that he had last year he looks just the same part but he is just very inexperienced and he's um and he's trying to find his way and the thing is is that in the last six games he has four multi-hit games and in the other too, i think he walked and that's something that he usually does he needs to cut down on the strikeouts but i think that'll come with time he has plus bat speed and he he knows how to swing but he's he just needs a bit more reps to really get up get back up there get back up on that horse and actually start to just start to go he's he's a very he's a very
1: talented kid and i i have All right well we had just do a well today we have just a few seconds left and I want to get your opinion real quick on who the Mets are going to take in the upcoming draft
0: I hope it's Kesson Hira but it might be a college pitcher
1: all right, well, we are all out of time. Teddy, thanks so much for joining us tonight. And make sure you go to MetsTemplarProspects.com to, to read all of Teddy's writings, which are outstanding. Uh, and the Mets pulled out the, the win. Uh, they tied it in the eighth, and or the, the Rangers tied it, and then the Mets came back and scored a run in the top of the ninth. So a good day all the way around. Well, good night, everyone. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next Wednesday night. Goodbye. Thank you.